Hello, hello, my friends. Thank you for coming back. Welcome. It's Wednesday. We have an exciting day today. We have a two for one. What does that mean? That means I had an awesome family that I was able to help them sell and buy, and we closed on both the same day. Crazy, huh? So, Let's talk about the house that we sold first. This family was a military family. They had lived in this house when they were stationed at Shaw Air Force Base. And then they went away to another base, retired, came back to Sumter, South Carolina, moved back into their three-bedroom, two-bath house. It was a beautiful, modest house, but they were a growing family. They had three kids. One was a teenager, two younger children, and they needed a little bit more space. Um, this property was pretty awesome, though. The backyard, they had an in-ground pool, the palm trees, beautiful fenced-in yard, backed up to a wood line in the back of the neighborhood. All brick, beautiful rancher house. Couldn't get much better than that, right? Except we need space. So we put this bad boy up on the market, and we ended up getting multiple offers on the property, got it under contract and sold. But when we were going through all of our inspections the home inspector notated that there was hail damage on the roof. What? So I, so we talk about it. My sellers have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Well, there was one storm that particularly came through in 2014 while they were gone, and it predominantly hit this side of town. And the home inspector said it's a well-known issue in this neighborhood. Get your your um, home insurance involved. Get somebody out here to take a look. Well, we did. And sure enough, they said, yep, we've replaced, you know, just about every roof in this neighborhood. So they were able to get it covered through their insurance. It was $1,000 deductible. Now, who pays that $1,000 deductible? The roof is not leaking. There's no shingles missing. It's just hail damage. I don't want to say just hail damage. That's important. But the roof was still functioning. We didn't have any current leaks or issues at that time. So who pays for it? The seller, the current owner, or the buyer? The buyers are getting a steal right now because they're getting a brand new roof for $1,000. Technically speaking, the sellers should have a little bit of liability in this game because... The house needs to be in functioning, operating, good condition when it sells. What do we do? What we ended up agreeing upon was splitting the cost. Each side paid $500, and it was a win-win scenario. Sellers were able to move forward and purchase the home, got a really great deal on getting a brand new roof, and the um, sellers were able to finish out the deal and purchase their new home, which... We did not want to miss out on, but we're going to come back to that. So we got through the sale of this home. Now, this is where it kind of got sticky. So the repair proposal got sent to the lender. So the lender sees that there's getting a new roof put on the house, and then they need proof of this new roof. Okay. So we sent over the receipt showing that the roof was replaced. Nope. They wanted like a certificate from the box of shingles. Okay, and of course, we didn't ask for this up front. We waited until after it was done. We're getting ready to close. Contractors are gone, and we're scrambling to figure out what the heck this lender needs as proof and where to find it. So, word to the wise, if a lender is involved with repairs and they are aware of them and they want 
proof of them, or just if they have any knowledge of it at all. Ask up front, this was a lesson learned, ask your buyers up front to please check with the lender or the seller's agent. Honestly, we should have contact to the lender as well. We should know what the criteria is that the lender needs to needs as a requirement from us on the selling side to prove that the repairs have been done to satisfactory for underwriting. So that was a really big lesson learned because we were really scrambling at the last minute. And like I said, we closed two houses on the same day. So if the buyers didn't buy their house, then we could not purchase the next house, okay? Because we needed the sale of this one to go through to free up their VA eligibility so that they could buy the second house with out a down payment. And we also wanted the proceeds of this property to go to the new property to pay the closing costs. So anyhow, we got it all worked out. We figured out what the lender needed, got it over to them. They got us our check and we moved on to closing. Fantastic. So this all kind of happened in the nick of time. And I was so blessed that we were able to get it all handled for them because they had an upgrade waiting for them. So they went from like a 2000 square foot house to a 4,100 square foot house. They doubled in size of their home. And this house was absolutely stunning. At the time, the school that their children were attending, the two younger ones, um, actually all three of them, it was literally behind this house. So they could hop on the golf cart, drive across the road, and get dropped off at school. How cool is that? I mean, that's like really cool kid goals, right? So anyhow, but this property was simply just amazing. It had anything that you needed. A huge primary suite on the bottom floor, two additional bedrooms on the bottom floor with a Jack and Jill bathroom. So let me tell you the rundown real quickly before I get ahead of myself. It was five bedrooms, four full bath, one half bath. Enough space. So there were three bedrooms downstairs, two bedrooms upstairs, and then you had your primary bathroom, you had your full bath um, that was in the hallway between the two bedrooms downstairs, and then we had another ensuite upstairs and then another hall bath upstairs, and then a half bath downstairs. Wow. Okay, so even furthermore, we have five bedrooms, four and a half baths. When you walk through the front doors, you have a huge formal dining room, a beautiful formal living room, walk straight into an open living room that's open to a massive kitchen that has been beautifully updated. And if that's not good enough, that opens up to this huge patio. And it's beautiful. It's like a sunroom. So they could entertain for days. Um, and it was really cool. They had a lot of um, fun furniture and like they had this cool barrel set with this these big leather chairs, um, very like masculine whiskey room type of setup. And that was able to go out there on the um, sunroom, which was amazing. So then off of the kitchen, there's a drop zone and the laundry area and it goes into the garage. Two separate bays, lots of extra storage. At the time, one of the um, buyers, the couple, the female, she um, is a chef. And she's amazing at what she does. She makes clean, yummy food. So she needed industrial equipment. And a lot of her industrial equipment was in that garage. So they could park in the garage. Her equipment could be in the garage. And they did everything that they needed to do. 
it was pretty awesome. Um, so this house was a sight to be seen. I was tickle pink to be able to show it and to get them under contract for it. Now, I said this house was 4,147 square feet. How much do you think they paid for it? I'll tell you in a minute. So whenever we got through this property, we got under contract. Like I said, we closed in the morning on the house that they were selling. Then we went to the closing attorney this afternoon, that same afternoon, and bought this house. So if you didn't know, you can sell and purchase a home the same exact day. You usually need a couple hours in between at least, and sometimes it can be kind of a, a tight turnaround, right? But with that said, um, it's absolutely possible. So keep that in mind. You do not have to be homeless. Sometimes it's more advantageous for you to be out of your house for a couple of days, have a temporary living situation, and then get settled somewhere else. Um, but if there is a will, there is a way. So let's go back to the cost of this house. 4,147 square feet. $405,000, my friend. Less than $100 a square foot. That is unheard of, okay? This was a big house in a very nice neighborhood in a prime location of town. This is back in 2017. They lucked out. Now they sold this house about a year later for 425, which is still really good for that house, right? So anyhow, uh, nowadays this house would probably well over $500,000. So the folks that have it, I think they are there to stay, um, but we'll talk about that another day, whenever we talk about them selling this property. So sold beautiful rancher in ground pool, palm trees, backed up in the neighborhood, wooded lot, bought 4,100 square foot house, five bedrooms, four and a half baths, formal dining, formal living, regular like family room, huge kitchen, huge sunroom, beautiful backyard, right across from the school. Pretty cool gig, huh? So this just goes to show that sometimes holding on to that property, especially if you're military and you know you're gonna move around, is a fantastic option. They had equity in that home. They moved back into that house for the meantime until they were ready to make a move up. And then they had the support that they needed. By selling that property, they had all the money they needed in that property to purchase this new property and get their foot in the door. So keep that in mind, friends. If you have the capability and you're in a situation where you can hold on to your property, if you are moving with the military, if you're moving in general, but specifically, I'm just thinking military mindset. Sometimes we move every two to three years, right? So if that's the case and you can hang on to a property, do it, my friends. I know so many people are so worried about, well, if I rent out my property, it could get ruined. It could get this. It could get that. Da, 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 da. That is a real concern, and I totally understand it. However, we have great property managers that can help us mediate that every day, all day, okay? You're always going to have an issue every once in a while. Something's going to happen. Of course, that's life, and it would happen if you lived in the property just the same. I would beg to say, overall, that the positives definitely outweigh the negatives in this case. It is worth the risk hold on to it, build that equity. I'll tell you my own personal 
property. The first property that we bought in South Carolina, we bought it for $109,000 in 2015. Okay. The last time that we had it appraised, when we had it refinanced, it appraised for $199,000. It had appreciated $100,000. It's a 70s rancher, 1,600 square feet on an acre of land right across the street from the base. It's a beautiful home, but it is not huge. It is not spectacular, and it's still appreciated $100,000. What? So we still rent that. We actually refinanced it, pulled out some cash to do some repairs on another property, and then we put it into a 15-year mortgage. So this property, listen, listen here, folks, this is where generational wealth comes into play, okay? This is our plan. So this particular property is going to be paid off in less than 15 years at this point. And our oldest, our daughter, is four years old right now. And we actually refinanced it two or three years ago. So it is going to be paid off before she is an adult. And then that property, we have the opportunity to either sell it and get a lump sum and put it maybe in a high yield savings account for her or continue to rent it and have a monthly stipend for her. But that property is hers. I mean, we are going to use the proceeds from that property to do what she needs to do as an adult, whether that be going to college, um, going to a trade school, if she wants to hold it and wait until she has a wedding and use that for her wedding, maybe use that money to buy her own first property, whatever the case may be. We'll cross that road when we get there. It does not need to get here fast. She is growing up in a blink of an eye. But my point is that this is an amazing way to have a security blanket and have a way to help your children when they need it in the future. Um, Alex Ramosi said something about that was really triggering and so right. He was saying that if you plan to like save money all your life and leave money to your child once you die, it's too late. If you die in your 80s and your children are in their 50s or 60s, they have already lived their life. They are getting ready to retire just the same and they don't need money then. They need money when they're young and upcoming and need the support. They need money when they're buying their first property, when they're getting married, when they're having their children and going through those different phases of life. So this is our way to know and be reassured that our daughter will be able to do what she needs to do in her young adult life. And that feels really good, friends. We have a second property, and that one will be pinned out for our son. It is currently in a 30-year mortgage. Hopefully, in a couple of years, we we'll, might refinance it and get it down into a 15. But let me tell you another trick. You don't have to put it into a 15-year mortgage to pay it off in 15 years, right? I've got a low interest rate on that sucker. So we can double that payment or pay, make two payments a month, and it'll go down just as fast. And then we keep our low interest rate, okay? And then we're still going to pay it off before 30 years. So either way, he is only 16 months, so we have plenty of time. There is no reason we cannot pay that sucker off in 17 years. I think the balance on it is $83,000. We can do that. So that just goes to show, friends, you can purchase a property, have it help you while you need it, get a little bit of a paycheck in the meantime, and then have a purpose for it for the future. So that's the same thing here, right? They bought a house, used it while they needed it, 
had a purpose for it, got a little bit of a paycheck, a little bit of an income when they moved away with the military. They came back, got back into that property until they got settled and they were ready to use it to upgrade. And that's a great way to reinvest into a different property. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. And speaking of our properties, the next episode is all about us. I cannot wait to tell you about this property, what it has done for us, where we started, where we've come, and all that we have continued to learn being property owners. I hope you guys have a fantastic day, and I cannot wait for you to join me on this next episode where we get to talk all about the fries. Have a great day.